When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this on a Sunday night, and it's set up to be a perfect day in Sacramento. Gorgeous weather. Beautiful. You're at home. Ugh. The first time back at home since clinching the playoffs. The people were at the mm. airport clapping you up. Yeah, you were 17-point favorites at home against a shorthanded Spurs team. They're, they're not trying to win. No. They're tanking. Tank. Oh, my God. Did you see that score? The Bulls came back and beat the Grizzlies. That meant the Kings were just one game, potentially one game behind the Grizzlies if they would have won today. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Wow. They did not. They didn't. The Kings lose at <laughs> home in <laughs> overtime to the Spurs, 142 to 134. There was so much on the line, too. If the Kings would have won, not only would they have been one game behind Memphis for that number two spot, they would have secured... The Pacific Division. They would have won a division title for the first time since 2003. But no, none of that happened. The Kings are back on the home floor. And it's been a mixed bag. Actually, before the game, I had asked Mike Brown a question about home versus road for this team. Okay. Because these numbers are outrageous. Yeah. The Kings on the road have a pretty good road record. In fact, their road record is better than their home record at this point. Let's also add to the fact that the Kings are number three in offensive rating at home. That's really good. Really good. They're number nine in defensive rating on the road. Love it. So the top 10 in both offense and defense on the road. But back on the home floor this season, they're number one in offensive rating and 29th in defensive rating. And you saw the defensive rating at home on full display against this Spurs team. Morgan, this, this loss is so disappointing. And I'm not trying to make a... Huge deal out of it. Like, this means the season's over. Yeah, perspective, blah, 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 big picture. <clears throat> we can do that all day long. But here's here's where I'm going to put it this way. Mm-hmm. We, the players have been talking about this home versus road stuff. Yeah. Mike Brown's aware of it. Everybody's aware of it. And then you come home on the home floor today, and you lay an egg when you have a chance to win the division. So the last two times the Kings have been at home, they had a chance to clinch a playoff spot against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Did not win. Then today against the Spurs, this Spurs team. This, this, this Spurs, Spurs team. team. That's been a mess. Their fourth quarters have been embarrassing. You not only lose, but you get destroyed in overtime Ooh. by the San Antonio Spurs. Doug McDermott, the hero in this one. It's so frustrating. So you add that. And oh, by the way. What else? We got to wake up. Okay? Oh, wake up now. This fan base deserves a little better. This fan base, there are 400 people at the airport Friday night, early Saturday morning to greet this team after they got back from Portland and secured a playoff spot. They're showing up for you. So what you need to do now is you got to show up at home. Facts. This home stuff, 
at first I was like, ah, it's not that big a deal. Everyone's kind of close. Oh, it's not that big a deal. You know, you look at the, to- the, the teams with the best ro- home records in the NBA at Western Conference right now. It's the Warriors, <laughs> the Grizzlies, okay. and the Nuggets. Okay. Everyone else is kind of bunched up. The Kings are losing bad games at home. Bad. And this, this is really bad. Yeah. And um, annoying, frustrating, all those things but i think you say when you say you gotta show up for your fans that's the number one thing plus plus though now you've clinched a playoff spot and you're going to be playing at home and you're seeing both times that there's been that pressure on now there's more pressure on them on that monday night game against the t-wolves to try and clinch that playoff spot that they lost like that pressure was on them we saw how they dealt with that i was like okay how are they going to take on this experience and learn from it tonight there was more of that pressure like coming back home and just really getting that win for the fans and like you said uh um what they could have won the division tonight right yeah they could have done that so that less pressure, but that pressure was on. It doesn't seem like they are channeling that pressure well at home. And that is something that needs to be changed because these little things that we're talking about are so very important when the postseason comes around. Yeah, and for a team that's saying, hey, we got it, we want to win 50 games. Yeah. We have to build good habits going into the playoffs. Sure. You did none of that tonight. And I know Doug Christie talked to the team before the game or uh, during shoot-around today and talked about the importance of it doesn't matter who your opponent is. But I felt like watching tonight's game, I felt like, no, it, it did matter to the Kings because they came out and didn't play their game. I'm not trying to take away anything from San Antonio either. That's the thing with Popovich teams. Like, they're going to come out and play hard. They're going to try to play the right way. Always. They may not be as skilled or talented in terms of just pure NBA-level talent at this point in the season, but what they will do is they're going to work hard or they're not going to play. Like, that's just the reality of it. So I'm not trying to take anything away from that group. But to focus on Sacramento, if Sacramento just plays, like, a B-minus game today, they win. Sure. They win. They, they might win with, like, a C game today. But they came out soft. They came out lackadaisical. They settled for shots defensively, allowing straight line drives, second chance opportunities, getting crushed on the glass. Look up and down. They, they played an awful game. It was one of their worst performances probably at home this year, and it still went to overtime. But that's because of where the Spurs are at right now with the talent level on their team. They played terribly today. Yeah. And I, I was just disappointed. You know, I, it was good that Fox turned it on in that fourth quarter. He you know, came out, took a bad three, I thought, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, then got blown by. Mike Brown calls a timeout. Right after that, Fox came out, started attack, getting the mid-range game going. But tonight, De'Aaron Fox, 0 for 8 from 3. In what world should he be shooting eight threes? And they weren't like catching shoot threes. Mm -hmm. These were threes that he was just putting up there. And I felt like the Kings were not getting good threes, yet they launched 44 of them. They were 11 for 44 from three. I was just really disappointed all around. I, I can't even find really one good thing that the Kings did in this game. Um, De'Aaron Fox turned it on in the beginning of the fourth. That's it. There you go. That's it. There's, there's your one. But, good, let's talk about that the rest of yeah. the Yeah. I mean, I, and again, I'm not acting like, oh, my God, it's all over for the Kings. But, like. You can feel you, and you, be disappointed, it's, though. This it's is so disappointing. <laughs> it's so disappointing. Let's list the players out for the Spurs today. Oh, no. Charles Bassey's been out. Ken Birch was out. 
Um, we had Keldon Johnson, who was scratched today. Uh, Sochan's been out. Mm-hmm. And Devin Vassell's been out. I mean, these are a lot of guys. Yet, today, Trey Jones had his triple-double. 17 Killed points, it. 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. Line drives, baby. Oh, my God. Some of those plays, he was so explosive, but it was like... Oh, I've seen De'Aaron Fox stop this before. So why isn't he stopping this? Oh, and where's the help? Well, let's play a game. How tall is Trey Jones? How tall? Who wants to play? Who wants to play a game? How tall is Trey Jones? How tall? Any guesses? Um, I'm gonna guess six two. Close. He's six one. Hey. He had ten rebounds. He had more rebounds than Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray combined. Effort. That is effort. That is effort. Uh, guys, I mean, I know in some of this too, you go back and watch, you'll see there's some lucky bounces. The ball went their way. Yeah. Go get the ball. Yeah. Go get the ball. I I don't know what to say. This is not like, I know it's not a game seven. It's the Spurs in town. I felt like the Kings were coasting today. And you, you can't coast. You're not... Have you won anything yet? Like nope. you, you made a playoff. You made the playoffs, and Kings fans are beyond happy about making the playoffs. I'm, I'm happy. I'm thrilled. Sure, the fact that this streak is over. There's so much good about this year, but don't start walking in like you've done anything besides that. Okay, you haven't. It's so. It's it's not only that. It's I just think about. Obviously, you and I, we've called a lot of G League games, right? And yeah. we get to see players on the floor that are always trying to work for something to 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 live out their dream in the nba so they're always showcasing their talent some better than others doing it as a team and i talk about this the sioux fall sky force and what they did to the stockton kings and how in that first game a couple weeks ago even when they were up by 20 they kept going they kept pounding and they just kept doing what they need to do to make sure they understood the message. And with the Kings, it's like, you're here in the season, the Sacramento Kings, you're here in the season and you're now coasting instead of being like, we need to get this shit done. We need to build these good habits. We need to be out there giving it our all. I did not feel that tonight. And I want to feel a little bit more like, and I mentioned G League because you're looking at the San Antonio Spurs and the Portland Trailblazers, they're G League-esque teams. They literally have some guys who spent time in the G League this year, right? That's what I'm Or they're saying. young guys. Like Julian Champagny is a young guy, rookie. He had 26 points, six rebounds in the game, nine of 14 shooting, four of seven from three. You know, this pop of the Spurs are obviously not a good team. They just got their 20th win this season, but they do move the ball around, right? Yeah. They, they're going to work hard. They just don't have the talent. And tonight, you saw a team that was like, yeah, we're going to go out there and play because we're getting an opportunity late in the year. We're trying to be in this league next year. We're trying to make good impressions. And you cannot play down to us. I just wanted to see the effort match. Like, sometimes you're going to have bad games, and I would be totally fine coming in here and being like, yeah, that was one of those games, fatigue. Oh, my God, their legs, like everything. Mentally not locked in. No, it it felt a little bit more on the effort side of things where things seemed a little bit more slow motion on the defensive end for them. Just coasting. Everywhere. Offense was coasting. They settled so much offensively tonight. uh, It was just like... And you see that, too, where they had 24 assists, which is low for them, on 49 makes. The King shot 47%, just 11 for 44 Eleven to four for forty-four from downtown. They missed seven free throws tonight too. Twenty-five of thirty-two. They are out rebounded fifty-two forty-three. We mentioned Champagne. We mentioned Trey Jones's triple-double. 
Doug McDermott came out and gave them McBuckets. He had 30 points on 9 of 15, 4 of 8 from 3. 8 of 9 at the free throw line. In 28 minutes. Yeah. Their guys got cooked. Absolutely cooked. And it's... That's what's disappointing about yeah. it. You know, I know weird games happen where like, hey, you're going to totally. miss shots sometimes. But today, it felt like they didn't do anything well. And there's really no excuse for it. Yeah, it was like they, the disappointment from us comes where they just didn't seem locked in. And you had a a very prideful crowd out there tonight, you know, wanting to see um, this team get demolished. And they couldn't, obviously do that to the Spurs that's fine but they wanted to like land upon a W and they weren't doing that because they weren't focused they weren't locked in coming to this game they came in already like they won it and they didn't win shit uh and they just needed to have a different mindset and I think you know going forward if you really want to have those 50 wins you got to act like it, right? I mean, you got to play like it. And, and let's go back to more on the floor stuff, like you're saying, Deuce. You look at the three-point shots attempts from De'Aaron Fox, O of eight. And I like where his shot has come this season. But when you're feeling like maybe you're not making them, you got to attack and do something else. He started doing that in the fourth quarter. He came out great but we need to see that consistently throughout all four quarters and then other guys on the squad too settling for those three-point shots why isn't everyone getting a paint touch why isn't everyone yep. just making sure hey let's stick to what has worked for our offense and what has worked is getting that paint touch and moving the ball around no one was attacking they were taking some of the first threes it just didn't look right they played like they thought they were going to just take care of it in the fourth correct that's a great They're, way to put it. They, they were playing with their food a little bit. But the Spurs were still alive. And the food got away. Yeah, what was that one uh, nature documentary? Oh, God. We are like, wait, oh. how did this beast escape? Uh, was it the lion in a, in a wildebeest thing? It might have been. Or was it an alligator? No, it was a lion in a wildebeest. And who survived? Or maybe it was hyenas. I don't know what it was, Whatever but it was. all I know is it looked like... The lion was going to win, I think. Yeah. It was all over. You're like, oh, and somehow the other creature survived. The kings were the lion. They play with their food. It's close enough. We take a 111, 107 lead in the fourth quarter. Literally, like a minute and 15 seconds later, it's 115, 111. Because they're getting beat in transition. They're taking bad shots, quick shots. Spurs got what they wanted. It, they're what They didn't make them work. And then, let's be honest, there were times, too, where... The Spurs, all of a sudden, their confidence is up. So even when they were getting some things late in the shot clock, it seemed like they hit every shot Ooh. near the end of the shot clock, which yeah. is deflating, too. I was disappointed. Uh, Morgan, what were you looking It was a wildebeest? Well, it was a wildebeest. Yeah, it was. And... It was the lion versus the wildebeest, and the wildebeest got out of it, I think. The Spurs were the wildebeest. Lion. Who would win? It's not about who would win. It's about which one it was. But anyway, um, let's hear from Mike Brown, Morgan. Here's what Mike Brown had to say. I don't know what their mindset was individually coming into the game. I imagine some of them thought that we were just going to be able to show up and, and beat these guys. The win was just going to happen. And, uh, you know, maybe we need to get hit in the head a few times um, in order to uh, respect the game, respect the process, and understand that we have to bring it from the beginning of the game to the end. I keep telling these guys uh, – we got to have a sense of physicality 
in order to have some carryover into the the playoffs. And we got beat back door a handful of times in the first half because we didn't have the physicality physicality that you need to have. You know, you, you guys need to run through your number if they're going to go back door. Otherwise, you send them away from the basket, which is up the floor. And so, you know, again, it comes back to uh, trying to figure out how to uh, be consistent in what we want to do defensively in order to win games. Like we didn't even shoot the ball well, and uh, like I said, we still score 123 points during during regulation, and uh, that's what's tough to to swallow with this team. And hopefully, uh, our guys will start uh, holding each other accountable and themselves accountable with their mental preparation coming into the game, especially on the defense end of the floor. Mm, Wait, did we just say all that? Uh, pretty much, but wow. yeah, I mean. Look, I didn't love some of the threes that they were getting today, but it, it comes down, like, if you play respectable defense tonight, I'm not even talking about elite-level defense. I'm talking about, hey, can you string together, like, two stops in a row? Yeah. I, they struggled to do, get two stops in a row tonight. It it was that bad. Yeah. And that, that's why it's disappointing. Like, you got to respect the game. Respect the game. Respect these players coming in. Come out and win on your home floor. This team is wasting, wasting what should be in elite home court advantage. People are like, the crowd hasn't been that loud tonight. Because every time the Kings play a home game, they fail to get off to good starts. Mm-hmm. And then they've got to fight and claw back in and maybe they escape or they lose the game. And you you walk away going, ah, there wasn't many exciting moments here. Someone on our chat said, you're the coach. Why not set the mindset at yeah. tempo? And yeah. it's like, well, here's the thing. Mike Brown can set what he can coach and tell these players what he wants out of them, right? From physicality, from the tempo, um, from a mindset, they still have to do it. And I think tonight you really saw in some of those timeouts too, like he made sure when something he didn't like happened, he called a timeout and it got better the next time, but then it didn't carry on. It was like, it was like some of these guys were just like making that tweak for the next possession, but not carrying it on throughout the all four quarters. And I think it's just what he said. They came into the game like they had already won it, and it was the complete opposite. A couple of notes that we should mention. Malik Monk did not play in this game. He went through warm-ups. It was a late scratch with left leg soreness. That They don't think it's anything serious at this point, but they held him out tonight, and they will see how he's feeling tomorrow. Um, before the tr- the team leaves for New Orleans. Hey, TD did some good stuff off the bench. He was chaos. He came in, scored a quick 10 points, and, you know, had some defensive blunders too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a good thing about TD. He can come in and get your buckets, and they they needed that. Like, he came in and gave them a lift when they really needed it. And you're seeing another game. No Chemezi Metu in the rotation, just Alex Lund. Yeah, and I, I love when people start bringing this stuff up too because this is why uh, we do a live show because we love interacting with you, and a couple people are mentioning Alex Lund and Keegan Murray. I, I said there was nothing good about this game. All right. Uh, let me <laughs> – emotional deuce. Let me take a seat. Okay. Uh... No, Alex Len had some nice moments in this one. And what's encouraging is, like, he comes in and he had a nice... He, how many blocks did he have? He had two blocks in this one. He had six points, seven rebounds. He played 13 minutes. I thought he was effective. And this is what you need. You need a guy that's going to at least give you something as a rim protector, use his size to get rebounds. He doesn't need to play 20 minutes a night. He needs to play that what he played tonight mm-hmm. and not make a ton of mistakes. 
and he did not make a ton of mistakes tonight. So Alex Len has played in four consecutive games. I think he's shown something nice. We'll see if he can like finish strong and maybe be a part of the playoff rotation. He he's deuces dog of the no dogs jet. tonight. Oh, you don't know oh. no 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 no. There's no dogs today. Okay, okay, okay. There's no dogs at all. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you on the Alex yeah. Len front. I think it's great to see him. Um, be a big body out there. Get prepared, especially if that is the direction yeah. they're going to have to go in when they go into the postseason and they need to utilize another big, girthy body in the paint. Um, Keegan Murray, I thought, looked really good today. I, I liked what Keegan brought. Um, he had 18 points, 7 of 10, 2 of 4 from 3. I thought he did some solid things defensively, but you know he's got to rebound better too, and he knows that. Four rebounds. Harrison Barnes played 30, almost 38 minutes, had four rebounds. He's got to be better. I mean, everyone's just got to be better. I, I just, that's where I, I just get disappointed. When I, like Kessler Edwards had six rebounds in 22 minutes. Love it. Go get the ball. That guy goes, and he was missing some shots. Tonight, yeah. But you know what? I felt like he was playing. He had a couple nice strips early on in that first Yeah. Game. He's, pl- go get the ball. No, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I think this team needed a little bit more from, their leaders, uh, from their starting lineup, you know, the rest of the guys just really coming in with a lackadaisical mentality. And obviously you don't need to just follow their lead, do what you can do, but then you saw guys do that, but it takes everyone to be on the same wavelength of whatever the mindset needs to be. And it just wasn't there. The synergy wasn't there tonight. Well, uh, De'Aaron Fox, after the game, was talking about the defense. Hey, Foxy, what's going on, man? Fox, you guys have kind of gone back and forth on the defense where, like Mike says a lot, you you guys have shown you can do it. But is this one of those kind of alarm bell moments for you guys where it just becomes apparent that that there's a lot of work to do there before you go into the playoffs? Um, I mean, the alarm's been going off for a long time. So uh, at some point, we got to stop it. Fox. Yeah. If the alarms going, I mean, the alarms are pretty annoying. Stop that right away, right? Defense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Defense, defense, defense. Those were the alarms. I would quickly sit my ass down in a defensive stance 24-7. See, turn that alarm off. I want the alarm off. Oh, my God. I just hit the ground. I was like, coach, let's go. Maybe that's the noise I need to do at practice. You. They need you doing that. On a megaphone. I'm like right by Fox's ear. Defense, defense. All right. I'll play it. Anything. Oh my god. He goes to like a mental ward because he's like, I can't get it out of my head. Ah See, so like, stupid. The coach, the coach is like, we gotta try some different tactics. We're, <laughs> we're bringing Deuce in the <laughs> He's got this alarm thing that he thinks could be effective. I get hired on. <laughs> I get hired. They're like, dude, like just leaps up and off a defensive rating. How are the kings able 
to become one of the top defenses in the NBA. Uh, Their secret comes from an alarm. A human alarm. A local podcaster (laughs) recorded something on a post game, and it really set them down a path that they've never been before. Uh, If you got paid millions, go do it, bud. I got this. Steven said, please don't do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I have a terrible stat, too, from Will Z. Yeah, why not? The Kings look to go 4-0 against the Spurs tonight for the first time in franchise history. They've swept them 3-0 once, 2018-19, but have never swept a four-game season series. Not surprised. Spurs have been pretty good over the years. Yeah. 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 Um, a couple of other numbers. Fox ends up finishing with 28 points. A lot of that in the fourth quarter. He was 10 of 23, but 0 for 8 from downtown. He did make all eight of his free throws. He had four rebounds, four assists. Kevin Herter had a rough shooting night. 5 of 17. He was 2 of 12 from 3. Sabonis had 26 points. Did not get a double-double tonight. He had eight rebounds, six assists. He played some bully ball. I actually compared him uh, to Shaq tonight. Because he played a lot of bully ball with sure. Zach Collins, and then he missed a ton of free throws. Dude, it was, it was f- like Shaq. That's yeah. what it was. Very Shaq-like. Uh, he was 7 of 12 from the free throw line in this game. You also were talking about Kevin Herter and his some of his deep threes missed. It was like, it was kind of like you said, not just settling, but it was the way he was shooting them. It was like he had all this confidence in shooting it from where he was, but it's when you're playing a team that is worse than you, sometimes it feels like, oh, it's the right bucket. It's the right, it's the, my shot selection. It's easier to shoot this shot because someone's not up in my face. They're not playing the same defense. It doesn't make it the best shot within that offensive possession. And I think sometimes that gets lost when you're going up against a team that isn't as aggressively up in your grill uh, and, and just really socking it to you. You know, I think the Kings... On the other end of the floor, they allowed the Spurs to just get whatever the hell they wanted to get, and they were not producing the same type of energy that the Spurs were producing. Appreciate you guys here on the live chat. Make sure if you haven't yet, hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. All it does is help us grow. It'd mean a lot. Uh, All Gas No Break says, Deuce, tell us how you really feel. I know you're frustrated, brother. I've told you I felt. I don't know what else to add about it. been really disappointed, but, you know. I think with something Mike Brown said, too, I think this could be a great thing for them because it needs to be a wake-up, right? Yeah. When I brought up to Mike Brown before the game tonight about what their defensive rating is on the road versus at home, he said, yeah, we are aware of that. (laughs) And that's not like it's three road games. Uh-huh. I mean, we're talking about like almost 40 whatever road games they've played this year. That's a large right. sample size. That's a half season of, hey, we go on the road. We're not relying on just offense and crowd and getting things going. We're going out there and we have to survive. We have to play defense. And they're ninth in defensive rating on the road. Yet 29th on the home floor. And I- I'm trying to figure out like, okay, why is that? How? Why is that disparity that big? It'd be one thing if it was like, hey, you know, they're they're uh, 20th at home and 15th on the road. It's like, well, okay, that's... But we're talking about ninth versus near the bottom of the NBA. And I do think there's something to it, like not coming out with the urgency. You're trying to put on a show for the fans, maybe. I don't know. And I think other teams come in here and get a little amped up because they don't want to see the stupid beam. You know, I, I, I'm just trying to understand why 
there's that much of a drop off defensively Don't on the home floor. Don't call the beam stupid again. I'm seeing what they're saying. Good. That's what I thought. Um, yeah. You know, how many times have we talked about certain arenas having to rely on creating their own energy because they don't have yeah, yeah. the fan base that is here in Sacramento. And I feel like there are times that these opponents come in and they take the energy from the crowd. Like they, they enjoy that energy that this crowd is bringing and they feed off of it before the Sacramento Kings do, which could seem weird, but, um, there's just not a lot of ways to explain what's going on with the Kings and their defense or other teams and how they're producing offensively on the Golden One Center floor. I do think there is something to the reality check, too, where, like, hey, it's late in the year and you try to play your casual game and you got smacked on your home floor by a team that came into this game with six road wins. Like, wake up, wake up. And look, the, the schedule does not finish easy. We'll talk about the schedule in just a second, Ugh. what lies ahead. I actually have three positive things to say. Really? At the end of this. Okay. Two. Okay. Do you believe me or no? I, don't, I think you're kind of being, yeah, sarcastic ass. No, I promise you. I have three oh. legitimately positive things to say sure. about the Kings in this weekend. But first, we should mention that tonight's Night Chat, presented by our friends over at Raid.com slash Sean Stanfield. Hey, Morgan, if I'm looking at a house, uh, I don't know if I can afford one. Like, what do I do? You call <laughs> Sean Stanfield. Oh, okay. And why? Because it's the easiest thing in the world. And seriously, he can give you any information that you need. And do, I think it's just wild these days when people go, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. Always call, reach out, text, email, whatever you need to do, and ask. Because you never know until you actually get a professional to help you. Yeah, and Sean is a professional. His team at Guaranteed Rate is awesome. They'll give you anything you need, any info you need about buying a house. Can you afford it? Refinancing doesn't make sense. You can hit him up or text him at 916-276-7563. That's 916-276-7563. Or go to his website, rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. That's equal housing lender subject to credit approval. NMLS ID number 349707. Company NMLS ID number 2611. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends at... Guaranteed. Great. Guaranteed. Right. Also, when you find that house Ooh. or you find out you can afford a house, maybe you need to hit up a guy that could find the right house for you. Joey Reagan over at Lion Real Estate is the guy. He knows Sacramento. He knows the areas, and he can make sure you find your dream house. He can. So if you're looking to buy or sell your home, hit up Joey Reagan. He mm. knows all about this area, all about this region, and he's helped a lot of our listeners and other people as well. Yeah, so go to his website, jreagan.golion.com. That's jreagan.golion.com. That's license number 0212-8070. You can also call or text him at 916-412-4592. 916-412-4592. All right, we'll look at the King's Road Trip in a second. Uh, do you want me to go with the positives now or look at the road trip first? Uh, let's go. Is the positives from this weekend, you said? Yeah, even a couple from uh, tonight. Let's go road trip and then the positives. Okay, Kings hit the road. They leave tomorrow morning about 10 a.m. to head to the Big Easy to take on the New Orleans Pelicans. And this Pelicans team, all oh. of a sudden, dude, are you kidding me? Look at the standings. Things change, and they change fast. If the playoffs started today, the Kings would be hosting a first-round matchup with the L.A. Clippers because the Warriors are now in the number five spot. And what do you know? Look at the Pelicans right there in number eight. Would you look at that? But 
They're just a half game out of the sixth. Oh, my goodness. So they start putting it together. They could be six, and they could be facing you in the first round. Me? Uh, all of a sudden, they are seven and one in their last eight games. The one loss came in that game against the Golden State Warriors, where they were up by twenty and fell apart late. They're playing better basketball. Ingram's been awesome. When Zion coming back, maybe soon. All I know is the Kings have to go take on the New Orleans Pelicans coming up. So that's going to be a tough game coming up on what Tuesday. Yeah. And then they play the very next day against the Dallas Mavericks, who, by the way. Lost again. They lost in overtime, Morgan. Dude. It's a desperate team that is literally... I, I, I don't know if I've hit the Undertaker music quite yet for them. I watched the end of regulation of this game before it headed into over... And even that, it was just like barely, barely getting it to OT. And my goodness, I cannot believe they ended up losing this one. They're now 37 and 42. They've lost three in a row. They're, thir as I mentioned, 37 and 42. They're in the 11th spot, so they're not in the playoffs right now. They're a game behind OKC. So... Yeah, I mean, you're taking on two kind of desperate teams. Pelicans trying to move up. They'd love to avoid the play-in and love to beat you, right? And then you got the uh, Dallas Mavericks. You come home Friday for the Warriors, and then you end the season next Sunday at Denver against the Nuggets. So not exactly an easy stretch at all for Sacramento as they're trying to, you know, they had a chance to maybe get the two seed. I think that's kind of done at this point now that you're two games back with four to go it'd take a miracle at this point but yeah that game against new orleans is not going to be easy no no not at all and uh you know i think it's something else that you you make sure you're looking obviously you're looking at this with so many teams it's one game at a time sure but you go wow this <clears throat> pelican squad could actually be in that sixth spot headed into the postseason and if that's the case what notes are you taking down uh, when you take them on Tuesday, right? I, there's, they're a better team right now. We talked about Brandon Ingram and what he's been able to do just on a tear. Like, he's just solid, consistent dude. And, yeah, anytime I look at any of these teams that might end up in that sixth spot, it's not that I fear all of these teams, but I'm always just going, oh, shit, like that matchup means this and that matchup means this. Ingram in his last 10 games averaging just under 30 points a game, eight assists, six rebounds, 52% shooting, 43% from three-point land, and 91% from the free throw line. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The guy's a problem, okay? <laughs> the guy's a problem. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, and I'm just – I'm eager to see how the Kings respond because today was unacceptable, and they have to be better. They have to be more engaged. They're – Usually better on the road, though. So. Yeah, and they've shown that they can respond pretty well. So I'm I'm with you. It's like also against it's a better a, team. It could be a first round preview. It could be Kings Pelicans in the I first just round. That. Yeah, I'm just. Oh, what? Just emphasizing it, Morgan. Oh, you were just emphasizing. emphasizing it, I thought you weren't just listening. Emphasizing it, Morgan. I thought you weren't just, listening. Just say sorry. No. Just say sorry. No, we'll you on. would do the same thing to me. And the fact that you got so upset about it, say you're actually say you're sorry. No. Say your I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. Well, this isn't going anywhere. Oh, man. Uh, let's get to a couple people in the chat before I get to my positives, okay? Okay. Um, we got Chuck Lee. Kings can't get to the rim tonight. Uh, Kings at the rim tonight were 33 of 49. They had 66 points in the paint. Um. I just, felt like they just settled a lot, to be yeah. honest. I, I didn't feel like they were engaged in attacking. And when Fox turned it on the fourth quarter, he was getting the paint touches. He was getting the shots he wanted. He was attacking. And the other thing that you were talking about is how the Spurs were scoring. Well, 
they were obviously making a lot of their shots tonight, which didn't allow the King, the Kings defense to get a steal, push, go in transition, get something else. So yeah, it was just a different type of game. When you look at this game as a whole, are you concerned or are you going, it's one game. It's fine. Um, I, because this is late in the year. It's happening. I'm not concerned. I'm also, I'm, it's like we said, the word is just like disappointed, annoyed because you're better than this, but also are you better than this when pressure is on? And I feel like the last two times that there's been that little bit of pressure that's been on their shoulders for that Monday night game against the T wolves. And now tonight for different reasons, they haven't stepped up to the plate. Like it's funny. It, I don't feel like they had pressure today. I felt like they went into it almost feeling no pressure. And, and, that's maybe, why they and kinda... maybe that's it. Maybe that's more of the identity of today than what I'm thinking. Appreciate our guy, Will Z, dropping this, too, talking about Fox. Uh, he was 0 for 8 from 3. He was 9 for 11 in the paint. So, Get again, the paint. I want him taking threes. I'm not saying never take threes, but I think 8 is definitely on the high end for him. And they weren't, like, out of created shots well, either. When he was scoring in the paint, wasn't that closer to the fourth anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like that's when he started going off. He was like hitting his little mid-range shots. He was just allowing himself to just be explosive and get in there and stop, pop, get what he wanted. If you the Kings are it's pretty simple. If they can't contain the perimeter at all, it's good night because they don't have the rim protection. They don't have the size needed to deter players from coming inside. Like you you get by your guy, it's gonna be tough. It's going to be really tough for the Kings. But, hey, they're 47-31. and 31. Let's get to a couple of positives yeah, tonight. Yeah, please. Uh, my first positive, I'm going to go back to Friday night. I went out to that air, the airport when the Kings were flying back in from Portland. Dude, Kings fans are unbelievable. I mean, the fact that I think Kevin Phipp and Jill Adge put that out on social media. Yeah. That, hey, we should go greet them at the airport. That was like... Right around tip-off of the game or something like that. Maybe early afternoon. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, maybe there's going to be like 25 people, which is still cool. Hundreds of people there on a Friday night. Hundreds. Are you kidding going me? Going ape shit. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. That was so cool to see. It was so cool. It, obviously, all the players and coaches, they were shooting some stuff on their phones as well. Just really soaking it all in. They're going, wow, this is what it's like if we clinch a playoff spot here in Sacramento. Like, think about what it could be uh, in the playoffs or, you know, going even further than that. So, yeah, just uh, really shows that I mean, Sacramento has the best fans in the world. Yeah, and for some reason, you know, I was a little offended, though, because at one point they started chanting Deuce and Mo. Okay. Fans, believe it or not. No, I, I know, but wh why are you offended? You weren't even there. Like, I'm sorry. You we're a brand. You, what the hell? You don't get chance if you're not there even weren't there. Chance. We're a brand. More? I was sleepy. I go to bed. I was sleepy too. And I was like, it's, I'll do anything to be there. That oh. was not. We had we, we had night the, chat. We had night chat. And I, I just really, I was smelly and wanted to like do my skincare. And I'm just, just joking. really wanted to like pamper myself at midnight. It was really cool. It was so cool to see and so smell, many Kings fans but, you know. um, out there. And uh, met a lot of them. It was great. Also, shout out to our guy, Henry. I feel so bad for him. I know. Henry, <laughs> as we're showing this picture, first of all, he made us an awesome Deuce and Mo uh, poster. It will go up on the wall. His sign said, I I've, I've fly 6,533 miles from Taiwan to witness the beam. 
Could we just give Henry the beam just to see it? Like, this is... Breaking news. Henry flew 6,533 miles and did not see the beam. I mean, you could not have picked a better game. Like, wow. you're taking on the Spurs. Wow. Like, I, if you were like... You had to do that? If I were like, hey, Henry's like, hey, Deuce, what game should I go to? I'd be like, oh, you know what? That game against the Spurs, Sunday afternoon... Easy W. You'll see the beam. Uh, you may have to stay up later to watch it, but like, yeah, yeah, you'll see it. There we go. He wouldn't have been able to see it like right after. He flew 6,533 miles to see the beam. And the Kings did that. They did that. Henry? When's it Tuesday? If he's still around Tuesday, at least like he could see Yeah, but see. he wants to be there to see I it, man. I know. Well, life isn't perfect, okay? Yeah. Like, come on. It's not gonna it's not gonna always work out that way. I I, I know. And uh my last uh positive from today. Yeah. Jerry Reynolds was at the game. Oh good to see Jerry. My they acknowledged him in the second quarter. Standing ovation. Dude. Standing ovation from one of the great guys. Love Jerry Reynolds. He is I he's one of my favorite people. He truly you is You caught up with him, right? Oh, yeah. I caught up with him. Um, I chased him down once he got in his seat. And he's like, how did you find me? And I was like, oh, Deuce told me you're wearing a purple sweater. I spot you out. And then I start stalking you. Um, yeah. Jerry deserved every ounce of love that he received tonight with the standing O. But you could tell, like, it hit him a little hard, too, tonight. Just how much I think we love him as a city. His history here in Sacramento, obviously with the Monarchs and the Kings. It's just incredible what he's done for basketball here. Yeah, and, you know, someone was telling me, like, he he, he was joking about, oh, no one remembers me here kind of thing. And he went with, like, a friend. It's not like he was like, hey, Kings, can I get some tickets? To court? Like, people are like, why is he sitting just in a random row in that lower level? Because he went with a friend. He was, was, wasn't just, like, there to, like, hey, let me get some courtside seats. And then people found out he was there. Like, oh, my God, we're going to give this guy some love. And they uh, announced that he was at the game and standing ovation. It was really cool. Yeah, really cool moment. It's just great. Too bad he couldn't see the goddamn beam either. God. Yeah. Henry, Jerry, so we apologize on behalf of... <laughs> Everyone that played tonight. Overall, the weekend winds down, and you're excited because the Kings clinched a playoff spot, but they had a chance at the division today. And, uh, yeah, disappointed, not freaking out. I hope this podcast didn't come across like we were, like, panicking or whatever, but I just think... Didn't at all. As we look ahead, you just... Playoffs is different, man, and... Everyone's talking. Mike Brown knows it. His coaching staff knows this, Morgan. I mean, he's coached finals games. He's been a part of championship teams. It's a different level, and you you can't be getting punked, and you can't get punked on your home floor. So the physicality has to be better, and I think Tuesday in New Orleans is a great chance to do this against a, a team that's playing good basketball, against a, an all star level player in Brandon Ingram yep. who's playing great basketball. Like you've got to set the tone and you have to play with that edge and physicality. Otherwise it's going to be a short postseason run. That's exactly it. And I think, um, I, th I love, I love that so many people in Sacramento, their expectations have changed for what they want to see in a postseason. And I love that. I think, I mean, the players, obviously their goal should always be championship, but like when it's actually realistic, like they actually have a good product and can, um, produce some good basketball yes it's it's more realistic for me it's really about just like my expectations at the beginning of the season about 
being competitive and playing competitive basketball. And tonight wasn't that. And that's, and I know you were playing down to the level of the team that you were playing. And I just, I can't see that shit the rest of the season. Nope. I can't, it, you just, you can't see it because you, if you have that in your blood, what else do you have that will take you down a notch? You got to make sure that you just have that winner's mentality, no matter who the hell you're playing for the rest of the season, going into the postseason. Well, let's hope it's a wake up call. So the beam could be lit again and I can blow fog in Morgan's face. Oh, yep. That's weird. We'll be back live again on Tuesday. We love you guys, but we got to go. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. See ya. Do stand by.